You're listening to Randall Parker from Randall Parker's Film Club. Now, you're probably wondering what I'm doing. Well, I just thought I should let you all know that somehow I've managed to catch COVID. Typical Randall, that ain't it. Gets it after everyone else has had it. Always been the same. I mean, we didn't get a video till gone 1987, and we only got the internet a couple of years ago. Mum thought it was the work of the devil until Mr White told us she could watch Holmes under the hammer on it any time she liked. But it's always been the same for as long back as I can remember. I must have been the only lad riding to college on a rally chopper. But I've gone off topic a bit there, haven't I? Uh, what happened was, this morning, old Joe was round here and we were watching Lorraine. Well, we were trying to, but Judith kept getting in the way. For some reason, the conversation got round to how the lazy fat cow has to take a Covid test three times a week, ever since she managed to wipe out a full old folks home a while back. Now, I just happened to say, right, that since all this bollocks kicked off, I've not taken a test, ever. And old Joe thought it'd be a laugh if I did one, so I pops off into my bathroom, does one, and it turns out I'm riddled with the fucking stuff. But it is good to know who your friends are in a time of crisis, ain't it? As soon as the two lines appeared on the test, old Joe and fat Judith legged it out of me gaff, and old Joe shouted at me to stay the fuck away from him. I don't know what he's so worried about. He's had eight jabs and three boosters. He's currently daubing my front door with a red cross and has spray-painted unclean across my front window. So as of now, I'm adhering to the current government's advice and stopping in my gaff on me tod. And I'm not going out for at least ten days. You know, just so I don't kill anyone. But the strange thing is, at the moment, I feel fine and as fit as a fiddle. It's quickly become apparent that there's fuck all to do. I'm sat here watching telly, but even that's just become piss boring. Which is odd, because that's what I normally do all day, but once the option of fucking off down the library or the shops is off the table, all I've wanted to do is fuck off down the library or the shops. So I thought a good way to pass the time and keep myself sane would be to record a sort of Covid diary, and you can keep me company and stop me going off me fucking rocker. So I thought I'd record one a day until I'm either better or drop down dead. I'll just sit here alone in me bungalow, chat shit and tell you what I've been up to and what's running through me head. I don't think I've spoke to you since Christmas, have I? Uh, so I'll best fill you in what happened on Christmas Day, ain't I? Uh, first part of it was quite nice. Mum was stopping here with me in the bungalow and she was up at the crack of dawn preparing the turkey and everything and we exchanged gifts and all was going swimmingly. Old Joe from next door popped round, we had lunch and Mum had just about finished off all the washing up and all three of us were dropping off on the sofa when there's this knock at the door, right? It's Mr White and he turns up as pissed as ourselves demanding to speak to Mum. Now Mum tells him to fuck off and he keeps insisting on talking to her, saying that he couldn't live without her. Now she made his life complete. And she replies, fuck off, you daft twat. Anyway, he starts to cry and old Joe gets up and he says, I think the lady wants you to go now. And Mr White gets really angry and he says to Mum, fucking hell, Maureen, didn't take you how long, did it? Then Joe says, I really think you should leave, mate. And Mr White says, I should knock your block off, mate. And Joe says, well, you're quite welcome to try, you daft fanny. Well, then they take it outside on the front lawn, begin to dance around a bit, you know, taking pathetic swings at each other. Then Joe looks up at the sky and says, Oh, look, a plane. Honestly, who goes on holiday on Christmas Day? So, Mr White looks up, and when he does, Joe gives him a full punt to the tater sack, and Mr White goes down. But as he goes down, Joe brings up his knee and makes contact with Mr White's nose, and blood pisses everywhere, right? Then, from nowhere, Mum legs it out of the bungalow, screaming like a banshee. She picks up old Joe and bungs him in a bush, which is about 20 feet away, right? Which is about 6.1 metres in new money. And she picks up Mr White and then carries him into the bungalow, straight into my bedroom, and they stay there for the rest of the day. You should have heard him going at it fucking. It was disgusting in my bed. You know, boxy day, I had to nip off to the sales and buy a new mattress because there was a big stain on that one. I'd only had it about a month. 
Anyway, I fished old Joe out of the bush and checked he was okay, and he said he was fine and then thanked me for the best Christmas he'd had for ages. So since then, Mr White and Mum have been holed up at his place, constantly banging. I actually found Mum about an hour ago to explain that I wouldn't be popping round to do me washing as normal because I got COVID-19, and she said, get this right, what's that? So I says to her, where the fuck have you been for the last two years? Everyone on the planet knows what COVID-19 is. Then I realised she spent most of the last two years handcuffed to the pipes in the airing cupboard, so I suppose you can cut her a bit of slack there. I did ask her if she remembered the lockdowns and why did she think I was on furlough from Wharton Bailey? And she said she just presumed I'd been sacked for pooping at the ladies in the toilets. But thinking about it, right, before the constant games of Sticky Belly with Mr White, lockdown was sort of a permanent state for her. She stayed in most of the time, doing fuck all and going to the shops on her own, and the general public do tend to stay more than two metres away from her. Also, she don't watch the news and only picks up a newspaper when she's run out of shit roll. I also did find Mr White this morning, just in case he needed me back at White and Bailey Fabrication, and told him he couldn't predicament, and he said I wasn't to worry about work and just concentrate on getting better. He did also say he'd drop by after work and leave me some shopping by the door, which was kind of him, and I told him to go to a proper shop and not the Aldi, because I only like the brands. People do say you can't tell the difference, but they're just talking shite. Tell you what, things must be bad. I've got homes under the Amazon, and I fucking hate that show. Just in case you're wondering, I'm recording this the same way I usually record my podcast, on my laptop. What, because Alan left me when he passed away? As has been well documented, Alan did pass away in a pervy sex act, and I got most of his stuff. And I do wonder if the way he died has got something to do with some of the letters on this keyboard stick. You know, it used to piss me off when I was a kid, right? I was always being compared to Alan. Oh, I bet Alan eats his peas. Oh, I bet Alan listens in class. I bet Alan's never got a tennis ball stuck up his arse. I won three quid off Donny Tucker winning that bet. Sometimes we used to go on holiday together with my granddad, just us three, and on the whole, we used to get on. And on the six weeks' holidays, there was always someone to hang around with. As thick as thieves we were when we were little, but after granddad passed away, I got the impression that for some reason, Alan blamed me for his death. You know, just little things he'd do or say, things like, You kill granddad, you fucking monster. As we grew up, we hung around less and less, and he'd be mixing with his circle of mates, and I'd be mixing with mine. Well, mainly on my own. Anyways, one day, I get a call from Uncle Kenny asking me if I'll nip round to his flat and check on him, as no one had seen or heard of him for a couple of days, and he hadn't turned up at work. So I went round, and I was the one who found him. Yeah, it weren't pretty. It destroyed me Auntie Caroline, and she weren't herself for ages. I mean, she forgot my birthday, and that was a couple of weeks after the funeral, even though I kept reminding her. But to be fair, I did get a nice couple of pairs of shoes, some clothes, and other bits and bobs. Every now and then, though, when I'm using this laptop, a rogue image pops up, which can be quite embarrassing if you're in the library and an image of a man's hairy arse pops up on the screen. Donna, you know, the girl from next door, she came round to check on me, which I thought was really nice of her. Anyway, Donna spoke to me through the back window and she left me a pad of paper and a pen and asked me to list everything in the flat and told me not to worry about a thing and if I didn't make it through, she'd make sure that all of my stuff found a good home. Then she asked me to pay Bella 30 quid. I suppose that's it really. Can't really think of anything else to say for now. Uh, God knows what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Might treat myself to a tug and a bath and I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Well, unless I don't make it through the night. Tudor for a bit.